Yo, 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 and we are back. Joining us now is none other than the playlist killer. There is no way that this man's music wasn't on your playlist growing up. I'm, I'm positive that you dedicated <laughs> you dedicated at least one of his songs to one of your girlfriends. Uh, yo, he's back. Got a new album out that he just dropped called Everlasting. He has a song that is jamming on there called Ten Times featuring Little Baby. I've been banging that song nonstop. Y'all give it up for the one, the only, the young line, my G. Sammy, what's good? How you feeling, brother? Hey, brother. Appreciate the intro. Thank you for having me, man. And uh, I'm good, man. I'm in a great space in life. Like you said, the new album Everlasting is out. Uh, the numbers is up. And just the feedback, you know what I'm saying, it's just been so, so uh, humbling and, and welcoming. So I'm happy to be back doing what I do and what I was uh, put on earth to do, man. I'm in a good space. Well, yo, man, and I mean what I said, man. I just heard the album. Uh, I've been banging it nonstop. The single with Little Baby is, is it's a hit. Yeah, Tom Center's going up. Thank you, thank you, thank it you. Is, I appreciate it is it. a we hit. We're very excited about that one. For yeah, sure. man, we're about to go radio with it real soon. Uh, the visual's coming real soon. We shot a teaser out in L.A. And, um... Shout out to Lil Baby and the QC family for even blessing me, man, with that connection. Uh, but that's that's the record that, you know, I felt could change my life and, and my team's life and my family's life. It's kind of one of those no-brainers to me, so I'm glad you rock with it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, before we get into the actual interview, uh, I, yep. think, I think the news of uh, Nipsey Hussle's Too Hard to Ignore, yep. I saw that you posted something on Instagram. Uh, just so you know, we had the pleasure of working with him recently. I was just with him a couple weeks ago. Uh, the loss is, is huge, not just in the music industry, yeah. in the world. I just wanted to get your take and just kind of share your perspective on the passing of the great Nipsey Hussle. Oh, yeah. my my, uh, It's crazy. Before you, I got on this call, I was listening to Nipsey. Um, um, I've been watching every interview, and I already was a fan of his music, but bigger than that, I've been a fan of his character and uh, the message that he conveyed. He's intelligent. Um, he was a true gem a family man, a self-made man. He was big on giving back to the community. So my thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family, uh, his loved ones, his business partners. And it was just a senseless act of violence. You know what I'm saying? Another another one gone too soon. And I was I was too young to, like, feel uh, the loss in present tense when when, when Pond died. But I, I definitely feel this one. I haven't slept so awesome. Um, just because it's, 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 a, it's a sad, sad thing. I, we really... I don't question God because I'm a God-fearing man, but I do feel like it wasn't his time to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was such a gem. He had so much to offer to not just hip-hop and the culture, but to the world, as we can see. So everyone's deeply in impacted. Um, God bless Lauren London and his two children, you know, that he left behind. So it's just it's just a terrible, terrible, sad, depressing uh, situation. And I hope that in his loss, it makes us unify and come together in love and, and, and share more peace and light while we still breathing. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, once you're gone, you can't get that back. You know what I'm saying? So um, my, my heart and prayers go out to Nipsey. He definitely, definitely was something special. Absolutely. the music. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, just like everybody, we're devastated as well. Uh, we were currently working on uh, a pretty big project that, uh, that we just got in motion last night. We just got it over to Dave East and, just some great things that uh, that I'm sure we're going to continue to do to keep his legacy alive. And uh, I appreciate those words. Now, uh, transitioning and getting back into a Sammy business real quick, right? Uh, let, let's talk real quick about uh, your career, man. I want to, I wanna, you know, just kind of dig deep real quick and uh, kind of see what you've been up to, man. I know that uh, one thing about this music industry is that uh, sometimes whenever you're, you're not in front of the camera all the time or... 
you don't quote unquote appear to be active, uh, people assume that you're not doing as much or right. you know, whatever right. the case may right. be. Right. But uh, I know that you've been busy uh, writing music. You've you've remained uh, For sure in the business. I kind of just wanted to know what you've been up to the last few years outside of your recording career because you know I see the projects I've seen you know in him Indigo coming of age obviously uh the last project uh I, I forgot it's like 318730 if I'm not mistaken yeah 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 and then obviously the new project um, just kind of want to know about that yeah you know I've been in the business uh entering my 20th year November 30th of this year will mark 20 years being professionally known as Sammy so that's a blessing I'm only 32 I just had a birthday March 1st um so people, as you as you express, they're so accustomed to seeing you on television or hearing you on the radio that if you're not there in those domains or those platforms, then they feel like you're just on vacation or you're on some type of hiatus. When the truth is, I haven't taken a break since I returned back to the industry in 06. Um, you know, I had my sophomore project, the self-titled album, Sammy, with Used to Be My Girl, Come With Me, and then I did uh, Kiss Me the Phone some years after that with Soldier Boy, co-wrote Next Breath for Tank. That went number one. Then I started ghostwriting and really honing in on my craft, you know what I'm saying? So in 2009, though, I did go through a terrible departure with an ex-business partner of mine. And you hear those stories of artists losing everything or having everything taken away. Well, I actually lived that. I, I had zero dollars. I went from having a whole lot of money to nothing, to no vehicle, to a car got repossessed, to having to do a modification on my crib. And that wasn't me, like, chipping off my money or splurging and shit. It was really trusting somebody like family to watch over those things so I can just stay creative. I let you handle the business and my personal, and I'll just focus on being the best singer-songwriter I can be. And when you do things like that, especially I was only 18, 19 years young, you become blind and now vulnerable to somebody actually taking advantage of you not being on your business. So when I lost everything in 2009, I had to start over. I had to sign myself to myself, start camp music. I had to find a publicist, I had to find an assistant, I had to find a DJ, I had to learn how to write my music from top to bottom, how to sequence it. I paid for my own studio time, I paid for my visuals. I used that piff.com and livemixtapes.com and LimeWire. This is before like Spotify and SoundCloud and all these digital streaming platforms we're blessed with today. So the reason why I was able to come back and I guess survive that window, or excuse me, that storm, is because I learned the internet before the industry became so internet driven. So I never took a break. I wasn't chilling. I wasn't in Hawaii sipping a pina colada with my feet you know, kicked up. I was really trying to figure this shit out again. And um, three years ago, I go viral in the shade room. Four million views later, I'm him becomes a return single for myself. And I've been landing deals after deals after deals since and, and touring the world. And, man, I'm, I'm super blessed. And I'm humbled and I love to tell that story because I'm on the other side. Oftentimes when you go through shit like that, you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel because it's just full of darkness and full of hate, full of mistakes and bumpy roads. But I kept going one step at a time, one stride at a time. And, you know, here I am surviving. With, with every, every record that I've dropped in the last three years debuted on Billboard independently. And nothing, you know, uh, surfaced, surpassed the top ten. Like, everything was top 10, top 5, number 1. So, I'm, I'm that guy that didn't get success the pretty way, but I got it. Well, you know, I think one of the things that stands out as far as your testimony is that, you know, just kind of me re-familiarizing myself with your catalog over the last few uh, few days, uh, 
you still have a very, very strong social media following. And it's a beautiful thing to see because I think often what people don't realize about the music industry, it's, it's not glamorous. It, it's not all, it's not easy it's not def, it's definitely not for the weak at heart you know you i remember and i've never actually shared this story uh but in 2008 i had a conversation with one of the guys that was part of the boy band o-town and i remember i was i was younger at the time i'm me and you are around the same age just so you know i'm 85 okay you're 87 okay i'm a march baby yep. too just so you know uh, hey, salute. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. So I had a conversation with him, and, and I just remember, hey, you know, what's one piece of advice you would give me right now? And mind you, this is right out of the making the band situation. He's like, man, this music industry is cutthroat as fuck. It will slice Big your fact. throat right in front of you, you know? And, Big fact, yep. And it stood with me, and it, and it still stands with me now because if you think about it, like, Right now, you know, I've, I've, you know, I'm, I've known, I'm known for uh, putting and routing national tours. I went from being a recording artist to uh, doing talent buying and, and routing tours for national artists. That's how, actually how I've worked with Dipsy and a number of other artists. Uh, but I think the misconception is uh, when people don't see you moving, uh, that doesn't mean you're not moving. You know, that, yeah, that yeah, just, that yeah. Just, <laughs> and and this business has a way of turning people that are uh, who you assume and who you think are the closest to you against you. And I've seen the best of friends turn into the worst of enemies. And it's unfortunate, but to see you standing and to see you delivering um, what I consider the best music of your career. And I mean it, yo, like I, I'm really, really rocking with the new project. I'm really rocking with the new single. And I, I, I want to see you win more than ever. Thank you. Yeah, and I, I, that's how I actually feel, though. So, like, although I've entered, like I said, my 20th year, it feels like I'm just getting started. I don't I don't take away from my liking and crazy things I do for love. And, like I said, uh, hardball, you should be my girl. Come with me. Kiss me through the phone. All those shit. Even the mixtapes before I came back to the mainstream three years ago. However, the confidence that I've, like, tapped into, I never felt like this. Um, I'm an animal in the studio. Like, it don't take me longer than 20 minutes to pin a record top to bottom. It doesn't take me longer than an hour and a half to do stacks and harmonies from top to bottom and I'm on to the next one. Like I'm so sure of myself and I really just mastered my craft to the point where I'm a force to be reckoned with for more many more years to come. Because I really, really had to be a one man wrecking machine until I was able to formulate a team and now I'm surrounded with an amazing manager, amazing producers. Um I got a great flourishing business relationship and personal with Ghazi and Nima and the Empire family. So, like, everything, you know, is finally aligning and God's divine timing. And I just really, really just getting started. So I'm excited that Everlasting is doing what it's doing because I have so much more music in me to get out. And to say that I'm peaking now, finally, 20 years in, and having the knowledge and the wisdom along with the talent, I think that's what makes me a force to be reckoned with. So, you know, I want to kind of go into, um, you know, let's rewind a little bit. You know, you, you signed your first record deal in 1999, I, I believe, right? You were 12 years old when you Big signed fact, it. yeah, 12. Yeah, 12 yeah, yeah. 12 years yeah. old, and then you released the I Like It record uh, in 2000, yeah. right? Shortly after you turned 13. Uh, I mean, I, in a lot of ways, you were the first child star of this generation. And uh, just kind of... Very much so. I think just looking back on that, like whenever you reflect on that time um because obviously you were so young that you weren't making your own decisions and i know you kind of alluded it, alluded to it a little while ago as far as your 
your business partner and uh, how that situation went south. But, uh, you know, just what you recall and what you remember, how was that time of your life? Like, because obviously you're having a work. Uh, it, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a, for the most part, it was a beautiful time. Um, of course, to take a child who's from like the hood of, of Miami or Fort Lauderdale and, and Tampa, um, and then I, I, I took over the world. Like I'm in Hawaii, I'm in Canada, I'm in L.A., uh, I didn't know Miami, and I was raised there for like five, six years. I didn't know we had a South Beach <laughs> until I got a deal. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that part. I didn't know if we crossed over. There was this beautiful, peaceful place because I was from Liberty City and Carroll City. So I was just exposed to so much in a positive way to understand young that I could sing my way out the hood and I could change my life. I can uh, assist my mother and my father and my siblings. And at least, uh, not just from a monetary standpoint, but from an inspirational standpoint, that if I can set my mind to something, then they can do the same thing in their lives. And it was a beautiful thing. I had a number one record in the country on Billboard, not just that radio, but on Billboard, the first to do that at that tender age since Stevie Wonder, who actually is one of my biggest musical influences. Um, I did my Sharia Moore, a rendition of that in 1998 on the Apollo in New York City, and that's how I actually got discovered. So, you know, my life is very, um, it's surreal. It was surreal to get discovered on the Apollo, and then here I am at like eighteen, nineteen, performing "Come with Me" as Sammy, as a world uh, household name. It's crazy, you know what I'm saying? I'm just humbled that God chose me. Uh, it's nothing I take for granted. Um, it's nothing that I want the credit for. He gave me a gift, and all I'm trying to do, man, is is, is touch and change lives in uh, in a positive way, and and not to bring Nipsey up again, but that's what I want to leave on this earth. Bigger than my musical accolades, music is just a gateway for me to show people uh, godliness, show people love, show people light, show people peace. And that's all I'm trying to do. So I'm so, so excited that I've been able to do this from a professional level for 20 years since the age of 12. It was an amazing time. Yeah, and you know, I was talking to Coach uh, earlier. Me and Coach were talking about how you were on tour with, uh, with Tank. And he's like, yo, man, on everything, Sammy would close out the show with i like it and to this day yep, yep. the whole entire audience will sing the song Go word for word <laughs> you know like i mean i don't think uh people understand uh that 20 years after a record comes out for people to know every word uh that's that's something that's rare i mean it's not as common as it used to be you know what i'm saying and i think it's something special and i think that that's something that you should be proud of and i think also you know you you look at you know and i, I mentioned in the the intro you know oh man you know this is the playlist killer you know what i'm saying so that you right, had right, right, right. you so right. you had to have on your playlist growing up i mean you you drop kiss me through the phone with soldier boy years later and i'm i'm gonna skip the hardball record there for a second but the kiss me through the phone record mm -hmm. i mean it was massive smash massive smash, it was yep. a massive record smash. uh to this day you know i mean to this day it's still one yeah. of his biggest records yeah. and yeah uh, i mean i just it's incredible man i think it's incredible to know that you know like i said that you you were able to produce a lot of that before the age of 20 <laughs> you know yep, very much so yeah yeah and that's and that's and that's what you know no pun intended that's what has made me everlasting is that in different facets of people's lives um your childhood, your teenage years, your college years, and now as as adults, I've always been here, and I've always been able to give you a plethora of, of great music to add to your playlist, or your Walkman at the time, or your iPod, or your Zoom. You know what I'm saying? I've been here since cassette tapes, and now we're streaming. You feel me? 
And a lot of artists don't get to evolve like that so effortlessly. And um, I, I, I've, I've some way, somehow impacted these spirits to where, like you said, I can still sing I Like It and grown women who used to be little girls who cut me out in Word, Word Up magazines and Write On magazines sing it word for word. And that's something that I've embraced. I know a lot of child stars, they like to run away from the records that made them them. But that's the worst thing you could do. Why not embrace what the people were first introduced to and when they invited you into their lives and hearts and ears, embrace that and just continue to evolve over time. In some way, somehow, um, I've been able to cross that bridge from a child star to, to a teenage heartthrob to now the grown man that I am. I'm super, super humbled by that. Well, man, I'm going to give you a checklist real quick. Not even a checklist. I'm going to give you a resume. Uh, you've worked with Jazzy Faye, Dallas Austin, Brian Michael Cox, yep. Lil Wayne. Uh, you've worked with Soldier Boy, uh, obviously Tank, Rick Ross, uh, Little Baby recently. Yep. I mean, just a who's yep. who of people that you've worked with. Is there anybody that you yeah. haven't worked with that you would like to work with or someone that you wish you would have worked with? Um, My idol, idol. You know, Tank is one of them, by the way, but Usher, Usher Raymond. That's who I, like, really, really study. Uh, his mannerisms, um, the ability to keep his brand, for the most part, super, super clean, so he can able to, he was able to not just be an, a musician and entertainer, but a mogul also. Um, so if I got a chance to work with Usher, that would be a dream come true. Like you said, I've worked with a plethora of amazing Grammy-nominated uh, producers and songwriters and artists. Uh, Trey Songs, I've worked with, with Chris Brown, some mixtape stuff. Um, Usher would be like a, a dream come true just for me because I genuinely, he was like my Michael Jackson. Kobe Bryant was my Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? So like if I got to work with Usher Raymond, uh, even if it's just me writing for him, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily a collab and from a sense of a duet type thing, but uh, that would be a great, great accomplishment for me. So let's uh, transition into you as a performer. Uh, I've heard rave reviews as far as you as a performer, and just for the record, you know, I do route tours, so me and you got to get some work in here soon, you know what I mean? Yeah, let's get it, let's get it. <laughs> we got to bring you through the tour together as we speak. We got to bring you through the South, got to bring you through Texas, you know, I, I work with a lot of people, but, uh, you know, you did the Scream Tour whenever you were younger, obviously you recently did, yeah. uh, uh, did some touring with Tank, uh, you just answered the question as far as uh, any upcoming plans to tour, and, uh, you know, how soon can we expect that? Yeah, we have the Everlasting Tour in the works uh, working on. We should be finalizing the first leg of the route actually this week, Lord willing, uh, which will kick off in June. And then, um, you know, I've, I've heard rumors, again, it's just rumors that there's a second leg of the Millennium Tour, uh, something that I just for the culture would have liked to be a part of. You know what I'm saying? I support those guys, and I'm happy that they were able to get that off the road because at the end of the rainbow, they've opened the door again for a foundation and a platform for R&B shows. You know what I'm saying? It's so hip-hop dominant out here, which I appreciate and respect also, but you can't allow R&B to die. You can't allow it to wither away. So um, there's some rumors about that too, but as far as me, the Everlasting Tour will be happening uh, in June, and I'm excited to just take this music out on the road. And uh, that's, that's when I really, really have fun. It's one thing to create the music in my crib and then take it to the studio, but to see it impact thousands and thousands of people across the world and they sing in words and melodies that derive from my brain and my spirit and my heart, that's what I get true, true gratification from. Absolutely. Well, I want to bring it back real quick to your struggles uh, that you had as far as that, that rough patch in the music industry and uh, you know, yeah. the time that you took a break. Uh, because I know there's a lot of listeners that aspire to do music. I know there's a lot of musicians that I work with, uh, people that come to me. 
but I just kind of want to hear from your perspective. What advice would you give to some of these younger guys or some of these guys that are aspiring to be in the business uh, from you, from your perspective, from what, what you've been through? I mean, there's a plethora of things I can say. Uh, I would start with God and, and end with God. You got to have a spiritual connection because there'll come a day in this business where your mom, your dad, your mentor, your brother, they can't save you. You know what I'm saying? There's some, some, some things in this industry that you're going to be alone uh, to face. You feel me? And I feel like if you don't have uh, favor on your side, if you don't have divinity on your side, if you don't have faith, I don't know if you can make it. That's why a lot of people commit suicide. That's why a lot of people turn to drugs and lash out or just become bitter altogether. And had I not had a spiritual foundation when I was going through what I was going through back in 2009, I wouldn't be here in 2019 having this interview with peace and light and love in my heart. You know what I'm saying? I have no animosity, no malice towards anybody. And it's because of that. I think after that, I think your work ethic has to be impeccable. People think you just have to be mad talented. Oh, it's, it's actually the opposite. This shit is really like 90% relationships and 10% talent. So in those relationships, keeping those intact, not burning too many bridges or any bridges if you can, can uh, avoid doing so, even going forward, keep every day, even if it's slow wins, even if it's slow progress, it's better than no progress. So keep working and one day you run into your destiny. One day you run into your abundance of blessings. And that's what I'm living proof of. And uh, I think lastly, don't allow someone's no to kill your dream. It's a lot of people that's not going to see your vision. A lot of people that's going to tell you you're not it. Your look's not good enough. Your sound is watered down or it's, it's too good. I've heard that before in the meeting, that I sound too good. You know what I'm saying? What kind of shit is that to me? Like, that's the dumbest thing somebody can say to me. Like, you just are, you're too good at music. What? I'm the master of it. I'm supposed to be. It's like telling Michael Jordan he was too great of a basketball player. I don't do mediocrity. I'm actually, like, allergic to that shit. So, I didn't allow anybody's uh, tainted vision or um, lack thereof altogether to stop me from being the best Sammy I knew I could be. And if I did, I wouldn't, again, be on this phone having a conversation. There would have been no tours. There would have been no, no four studio albums. There won't be any more chart-topping projects because I allow someone's um, opinion to dictate my faith and my faith. So um, those are things that, you know, a few gems, if, if you can really, really take that and off of what I just said, I think it'll really, really help. And it will come a time, I assure you, where you have to utilize everything I just said to continue to go forward in this industry. Yep, that's nothing but nothing but pure gems right there, nothing but pure gems. But I, I, one thing that I did want to ask you, uh, as far as the advice was concerned, is uh, some of these younger guys, that, uh, like how would you advise some of these people to manage their personal relationships with a significant other? Because you being in the business, I can only imagine how hard uh that that is you know so i mean if you could just yeah that uh, <laughs> good luck you know what i'm saying I, I, mine is not as profound my reply is not as profound as the last question because uh now you're dealing with things that's beyond you when you're dating in this industry and you have i'm, I'm an r&b singer i have not successfully had success in music while simultaneously having a healthy relationship uh and i, I understand the science behind it is because Although I belong to the woman that I choose, I also belong to the world. So I have to give myself to the world every day. And a lot of the same attributes and things that the woman in my life chooses to love, as does the millions of other girls. You know what I'm saying? That can cause conflict. Um, I think that, you know, as a man in a relationship, my job is just to be honest. My job is to be patient. 
because, you know, we come with a lot. And to also starve her insecurities. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't need to feed her insecurities. I need to keep her secure and, and confident in what it is I'm trying to build. So, you know, those are my little things, but I, I can't in that same sentence say that I've successfully achieved that. I've actually, if you listen to my music, I've committed infidelity. I was a habitual offender once upon a time in that realm. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't a good cheater. I got caught a lot. So <laughs> this this only made for great music, but I, I, I feel like shit for hurting certain women in my life that I just really wasn't mature enough nor ready for. So if you're not ready to really, really be committed, if you're not really ready to take on a woman's problems and her emotions and her feelings and her mind and her body, just focus on self. You know what I mean? Um, and and I, I don't know. It's just a constant daily decision to commit to this person and to make them as secure as possible, especially with the lifestyle that comes with being a, a recording artist. That's a lot. Appreciate the transparency. I appreciate the real. Uh, I think people need to hear that uh, because often I think people uh, that get into the business and they try to juggle a relationship and then they, they scratch their head when things go haywire they're like what do i do uh or how do i do it uh, i don't think they quite understand how much sacrifice it really takes so uh with yeah. that, so with that said i do want to kind of uh, ask you before we we wrap up uh what what are some of your future plans i mean outside of touring outside of recording uh do you have any aspirations to start a label to sign artists to eventually find the next you. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's crazy. That's that. That's actually that's actually the the happy ending for me. So I want to retire music. I don't want music to retire me. So I'm 32. In a perfect world, at 40, from an artist standpoint, so that's eight years from now. I would like to bow out gracefully. That's just what I, you know. That's my vision now. But I always, I've, I've been a writer, so I've always will be writing for other artists. I already have a label, Star Camp Music, so I'm signed to myself. Um, and I understood that until I got back where I am now, I couldn't focus on another artist. I couldn't focus on really developing an artist the way I would want to. But now I'm in that position to, I can't wait to discover a younger me and mold him or her, you know, into uh, a superstar because I can now take them around the bullshit. I can help them not go through what I went through. They won't even have to experience it, let alone survive it. Um, Outside of the music side of things, I definitely want to tap into acting. So I've started acting classes in the next couple months. That's something that I respect. It's something that doesn't come natural to me. So I'm, I'm excited to tap into something that's very uncomfortable and foreign. Um, I've been working on a book called Good to Know, which is pretty much just letting women into an insight uh, of a man's mind, especially being like the middle child between the traditional era and then smack dab in the middle of the millennials and having, you know, Instagram and Snapchat and ultimately a plethora of options in the palm of our hands on a daily basis while trying to be monogamous in a relationship. Um, I want my, I want a podcast. I want to talk about uh, relationships and love. If I had not come back to music, I would have went to college to be a psych major. So I think that um, I've been that friend that people call on when they have issues and problems. And not that I have all the answers, but... I'm able to garner up some words and convey it and articulate it in a way that makes them look at it from a different perspective. So uh, I think it's time for a new mogul. You know, we have Diddy, we have Jay-Z, you have those people from that time, but where's your next guy in this time that's young enough and fly enough to be a brand ambassador of a liquor, uh, a fragrance, a fashion? I, I want to do it all, or at least say I attempted to do it all. 
You know what I mean? So it's, it's beyond music for me at this point. I've mastered it. I can write an album in a week. I can record it in two, and it'll be timeless. I know how to do that. I can't fail that music. I've only chosen to know that. So now it's time to get uncomfortable and tap into a multitude of other things. Well, you know, before we completely wrap, I did want to ask you one last thing. I mean, and not that you do it for the respect, not that you do it for the props, not that you do it for any of that. Uh, but do you feel as an artist that you've gotten your just due? Do you feel like some of these younger guys that came in after you that they uh, they showed you love and they showed you like, yo, man, if it wasn't for your music or if it wasn't for you or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that respect level that, that I think often goes um, undone in the music industry sometimes because of pride. I mean, have you felt that? You know what? Internally, no. Nah. I actually, I actually uh, have gotten that. So I, I can't say that I'm seeking that from my industry peers respect me. They show me the utmost respect. Last night I was in the studio with Pretty Ricky and Bobby V and uh, the producer uh, extraordinaire Lil Ronnie and Damon from Underdogs and uh, shit, Burst Simmons. Like those, this, this was, it was a crazy session last night and everybody gave me love. Everybody gave me respect. Everybody said how long I've been doing it and they understand the story too and what I've overcome. So from a, from a industry standpoint, uh, my peers, my creators, they know I'm the truth. They know what I've done uh, hasn't been done before. And probably, you know, they said it last night. Where is the next Sammy? It's been 20 years. You haven't had a child sensation like that since then. So, like, I, I, I'm, I mean, it's not even something I'm seeking. But uh, from a world standpoint, I think that day will be the day that I bring home a Grammy. That's my, like, if I'm chasing anything... If I want, if I desire any type of notoriety in that, that light, it's a Grammy. And because that's the Super Bowl for us, that's the, the, the national championship for us. If you get a Grammy, that's like the ultimate musician stamp of approval. You know what I'm saying? So the day that I'm, I'm nominated and the day that I bring one home, I'm at peace, full circle. I already have gold plaques, platinum plaques. I've already written number ones. I've already been on the billboard. And that's cool, and I'm grateful for that but I've never been Grammy nominated and I've yet to bring a hardware home in that light. So that's the only thing for real, for real. If, if I had to really like nitpick at something that I wanted to really, really get the respect and that, that, that love and just to be in that elite class is a Grammy and it's hard to do. You know what I'm saying? There's so many things that have to go right. It's not about necessarily the album doing numbers or you have it at number one. It has to be heard by the right people at the right time and the right season. And, um, I love the thrill of still having to chase that. Well, man, I appreciate your time. We're rooting for you out here, man. I'm excited about what you got coming. I'm excited about the new music that you're that you're putting out. Like again, ten times, Future and Little Baby. Can't wait for the video. The song is a hit. Uh, Thank you. Anything you need over here in Texas, uh, let us know. Uh, we'll make it happen. And uh, yeah, man, I'm just uh, I'm appreciative of your time and. Uh, all the knowledge that you shared with us today. Smooth Bandit, thank you for the platform, my brother, and thank you for the support. Thank you for doing your research. Thank you for rocking with me for so long, too, man. It was a pleasure. Thank you.